everyone, welcome to episode number 39 of Bill Mann, the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Mann, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB. Alrighty, we're going to jump straight to the NBA as back on Saturday's game, John Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies suffered a gruesome leg injury. It could be an ACL tear, or it could possibly be a very uh, strain injury, but let me know in your thoughts on how brutal it is. And my question is, do, do the Grizzlies try to go acquire another player, or do they just promote someone up from the G Leagues? You guys let me know in your thoughts on that. And here are also some NBA facts. Wit Chamberlain has scored 100 points in one game, which is by far the most in NBA history. Did you guys know that jump balls always and used to, ha- used to happen after every single basket was made? I can't even imagine how much longer an NBA game would go for every time they had to do a jump shot after every basket. Did you know Vince Carter actually had a drum major in high school? Which I thought that was an interesting fact to know. Kobe Bryant, one of the best NBA players of all time. Did you know he was actually not a top 10 draft pick back in 1996? In fact, he was actually drafted 13th overall by the Los Angeles Lakers. So that is it for the NBA facts and Stat today, but let me know your thoughts on the facts. Did any surprise or interest you? Now we're going to go to Major League Baseball. So, former Major League reliever and World Series champion Wade Davis has announced his retirement from Major League Baseball. So Wade Davis, who has played for the Kansas City Royals, Tampa Bay Rays, Chicago Cubs, and Colorado Rockies from 2006 till 2021 in 990.1 innings pitch and in 557 games had a record of 63 and 55 with 929 strikeouts and a whip of 1.297 and 141 saves in his career. Now Wade Davis, who made the All-Star 3 times from 2015 to 2017, won a World Series with the Kansas City Royals back in 2015. And in 2018 with the Colorado Rockies, he was the the National League Relief Saves leader. So congratulations on a very good career to Wade Davis. And I got a question for you guys, because I really, really, really want to know your thoughts on this part. So, this week... Free agent pitcher Steven Matz signs a four-year, $44 million contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. And Mets owner Steve Cohen is not happy at all with the last-minute decision. So, here's a quote from Steve Cohen when the signing happened. I'm not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player's agent. I guess words and promises don't matter. Now, Rob Martin, who is Steven Matt's agent, by the way, 
also came out with this quote. We are aware of Mr. Cohen's tweet. It's unfortunate that he chose to take his frustrations to Twitter. I will not do the same and instead will take the high road, which is consistent with both my character and the character of our client. Steven Matz grew up a Mets fan, loved his time there, and continues to invest in the New York community through his efforts supporting New York's first responders. As a result of all that, there was a strong pull to return to the Mets, but ultimately he made the decision he felt was best for him and his family. Steven is always and will be grateful to the Mets and Mets fans but he now looks forward to his next chapter with the tremendous franchise St. Louis Cardinals. So, my question to you guys is, if a team owner or general manager, sure they may be disappointed if the player they want doesn't come, but should they really go to social media and throw the blame at the player's agent or the player... I just feel like, like, listen, I have no problem with Steve Cohen. I still think he'll give the Mets a very bright future. But taking your anger out on a player and a player's agent on Twitter eh, just seems a bit classless. But Cardinals fans, how do you feel about Steven Matz joining your team? And baseball fans all around, how do you guys feel about Steve Cohen? Was it really necessary or was it just, you know, temper tantrum classless by Steve Cohen? You guys let me know your thoughts on that. And speaking of signings, we got some more signings. Yoshi Tasugo re-signs a one-year, $4 million deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wander Franco, the top future superstar shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, signs a 12-year contract extension for the Tampa Bay Rays with $200 million. And yes, I have to throw this small information out. His contract does end before Bobby Benilia's does. So just to quickly re-information you guys on Bobby Benilia. Bobby Benilia was a former third baseman outfielder Played for the Chicago White Sox, Pittsburgh Pirates, New York Mets, Baltimore Orioles, Florida Marlins at the time, Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Mets, Atlanta Braves, and St. Louis Cardinals. Played from 1986 to 2001. Career 279 hitter, 2010 hits, 287 home runs, and 1,173 RBIs. He was a six-time All-Star from 1988 to 1991, 1993, and 1995, won a World Series in 1997, and was a three-time Silver Slugger from 1988, 1990, and 1991. Okay, so that's a little career-wise on Bobby Bonilla. But he did sign a contract, and unfortunately, it doesn't tell me how much, which stinks. He signed it back in 1996. So in the long story short, the Mets reacquired him back in 1999, but then he gets bought out by the New York Mets in 2000, which at the time they agreed to pay him the rest of his $5.9 million. Now, however, in 2001, so basically he's going to get paid $1.19 million. That, that started in 2011 
and then 500,000 in 2004. So basically, in total, Bobby Bonilla is going to get paid $29.8 million until 2035. And he'll be 72 when that ends. And then, and then that's when every July 1st in the sports world is Bobby Bonilla Day. Which, by far, one of the biggest and worst contracts in all sports. And I feel bad for the mess that they still have to pay him. And that's why I also say, for some baseball stars, like Fernando Tatis Jr., Francisco Lindor, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, their contracts are still going to end before Bobby Benilius does. So, and that's why I actually mentioned Bobby Benilia at the time for the Wander Franco signing. Because his contract is going to end before... Before 2035, basically. Okay, so back to the other free agency signings. Aaron Loop has signed a two-year, $17 million with the Los Angeles Angels. Anthony Stilskilfani re-signs with the San Francisco Giants on a three-year, $37 million contract. And they also re-signed pitcher Alex Wood to a two-year, $10 million contract. Kendall Graveman is signing a three-year, $24 million deal with the Chicago White Sox. Michael Waka. Signs a one-year deal with the Boston Red Sox worth seven, eight million. It was somewhere around there. I'll double check and let you guys know. Eduardo Escobar signs a two-year, $20 million deal with the New York Mets. Mark Hanna also signs with the New York Mets on a two-year, $26.5 million deal. And Starley Marte, who I actually predicted to go to the Mets, is actually going to the New York Mets on a four-year, $78 million contract. Hector Neris signs a two-year, $17 million contract with the Houston Astros. Yimi Garcia signs a two-year, $11 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Corey Kluber signs a one-year, $8 million deal with the Tampa Bay Rays. Avisail Garcia signs a four-year, $53 million deal with the Miami Marlins. Marcus Semien signs a one-year, $175 million deal with the Texas Rangers. So it tells me that the Rangers... They're just like the Detroit Tigers. They want to compete. They are tired of rebuilding. And the others are mostly good signings. Byron Buxton signs a seven-year extension with the Minnesota Twins worth $100 bucks. People are saying it's a steal. If he stays healthy, yes, it is a steal. But if he gets injury-prone, yeah, I question that. But let me know your thoughts on all these signings. Are they good? Are they bad? Are some steals? Let me know your thoughts on that. And now into the NHL. Shocking news this week as the Ottawa Senators have placed goaltender, their brand new goaltender, Matt Murray, on waivers. So Matt Murray, back in 2020, signed a four-year, $25 million deal with the Ottawa Senators. And this season, he went... In 27 games, he went 10-13-1 with a 3.38 goals against and an 8.93 save percentage. But after 2015-2016, when he had a 9.30, he went from 9.23 to 9.07 to 19.19. So the 18-19 season was when that happened. So that was a rebounce year for him. Then an 8.99, then an 8.93. And his career save percentage is 9.12. And in the playoffs... 921. So 
Does this mean the Senators trade Matt Murray? Or do they just burn his contract in the minors? Do you see anybody picking up Matt Murray to a team maybe Columbus, Arizona, Buffalo? You guys let me know in your thoughts on that. And this was the breaking news that happened earlier today. Montreal Canadiens general manager Mark Bergevin has been fired. Now, the Montreal Canadiens so far in 23 games this season are 6-15-2 for 14 points, 7th in the division, with a 54 goals for, uh, goals against of 83, and a goal differential of minus 29. And in their last 10, they're 3-5-2. So what does this mean for the Montreal Canadiens? Who do they now replace as the general manager? Also, what direction do they go now as a team? And what about a guy like Brendan Gallagher who was there during Bergevin's time? You guys let me know your thoughts on what happens to the Canadians. I do think they'll somewhat turn around, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But let me know your thoughts on that. Ouch. Tampa Bay Lightning center Braden Point will be out for some time with a lower body injury. What does this mean for the Tampa Bay Lightning? However, I, I'm sort of not worried about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the reason why I say sort of is, you know, they got Stamkos, Kucherov, Pollard. Killorn, Hedman, even Jan Ruda, Andre Vasilevsky. But my, my biggest question for you Lightning fans, what if one of those guys goes down for a long time? How hurt will they be in the depth department? Because let's be honest, they lost Blake Coleman. They lost Tyler Johnson. They lost more depth. So with Braden Point's injury out for a while, does this hurt the Tampa Bay Lightning? Yes or no? You guys let me know your thoughts on that. And I'm going to do an update on the total goal scoring of Alex Ovechkin. So Alex Ovechkin, at the time I'm recording this, played a game. The Washington Capitals played a game today against the Carolina Hurricanes. So. And they won 4-2. And Alex Ovechkin scored a goal. That brings his career goal totals to 749. Does he catch Wayne Gretzky still? Now, Wayne Gretzky, one of the greatest sport athletes of all time, scored 894 goals in his career. Now, if we do the math, he's about... 40-something goes away from 800. So wait, so one more, that brings to 750. But then 60, 70, 80, 90, 800. So he's about 51, 61 goals away from 800. Then he needs 94. So he's about 194 goals away, I believe. You guys could correct me on the math. But if he keeps his pace up, I believe he can. Do you guys think Alex Ovechkin could catch Wayne Gretzky in goal in all-time goal scoring by the time he retires? Let me know your thoughts on that. And one interesting stat to give you guys, with yesterday's game against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Chris Russell, while he has 249 career points, but did you guys know he is number one all-time in the NHL with shot with block shots? With 2003. 
So with Chris Russell's 2003 shot blocks, that passes Brent Seabrook, former three-time cup champion, with 1,998. And what's even more crazy is that the closest active NHL defenseman is Duncan Keith with 1,925. And the other defensemen, such as Andy Green, Zdeno Chara, John Carlson, it's not even close. Neither would Drew Doughty, who's like 45th all time. And does Chris Russell go down as the best defensive defenseman in the NHL? You guys let me know your thoughts on that. And now on to the NFL. So the Denver Broncos have re-signed cornerback Cortland Sutton for four years, $60.8 million deal. While the Broncos have been surprising but solid, this will be a solid addition, I believe, with the Broncos. But you guys can let me know your thoughts on that. And, and some NFL facts for you guys this week. NFL players... Did you know they did not start wearing helmets until 1943? The Arizona Cardinals. Talk about Arizona sports. The Cardinals had one of the longest postseason droughts in NFL history from 1947 to 1998. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 51 years. While they have one more ever since 1998, but that's crazy. Eli and Peyton Manning are the only NFL brothers to win the Super Bowl MVP. And Walter Payton, the great Walter Payton, he only won one, and I mean one, NFL rushing title in his career, and that came in 1997. So let me know your thoughts on the John Moran injury, the, Den the Cortland Sutton re-sign, all the Major League Baseball re-signing, the Steve Cohen fit that he threw with Steven Matz and his agent, Wade Davis. Where does he rank on the greatest relief pitchers of all time? What does Tampa Bay do with Braden Point? Who acquires Matt Murray? What does that mean for the Montreal Canadiens, the fact that Mark Bergevin is out? And is Chris Russell the best NHL defensive defenseman of all time? You guys let me know your thoughts on that. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 39 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man. Stay tuned for episode number 40. Peace.